People say he ain't no good And I'm crazy as a loon Cause I shave my head in the morning And pick guitar in the afternoon Just like old Chief and Charlie I like to lay around in the shade Well I ain't got no money But you better believe I got it made Cause I ain't asking nobody for nothing Just leave this bald-headed country boy alone. Sponsor time. Let me tell you about my girl, Miss Erica, with Crooked W Consulting. She has a small marketing and design agency out of North Carolina. She offers small, affordable business solutions that tailor your business, and startups nationwide. She's currently doing my new website. I'm telling you folks, you need to let her do yours. She's doing us a jam-up job. She also offers digital marketing, graphic design, and social media management. If I'm using her here at the studio, there ain't no reason why your small business shouldn't. Look her up on Facebook and Instagram at Crooked W Consulting or text her now at 919-351-2084. Crooked W Consulting. Hit up Miss Erica now. You won't be disappointed. Shout out to Miss Mary, the owner of Buckaroo Tattoo in Wheatland, California. Email her now at buckaroo-tat, then the number two, at yahoo.com to make an appointment. Hit her up on Instagram at buckaroo-tat, then the number two, or at Ink in My Glove on Facebook at buckaroo-tat. She's been tattooing some badass tattoos for the past 13 years at her shop. And let me tell you, she is literally flying here at the beginning of March tattoo me for a couple days and record some shows with me so if i'm using her and i'm letting her tattoo the shit out of me and she's sponsoring this show boy y'all need to look her up right now make your appointment with her you ain't gonna be disappointed at all she is grown i can't wait shout out to buckaroo tattoo and miss mary go look them up on all social media platforms now cowboy stuff my buddy old friend Chris Sapp, owner of Desperado and Company, over at the Puller Tanger Outlet Mall. They are in Suite 611. They offer all kind of Western wear. Boots, toddlers, youth, women's, men's, everything. They have Ariat wallets, phone cases, men and women's jewelry, uh, Montana silversmith, belt buckles, Ariat belts for men. They offer clinch. Ariat and Wrangler are their main brands of clothes. Lots of exotic boots. Uh, guys, I saw some of the stuff that they're bringing me and some of the stuff I get to try on. Let me tell you, there's a lot of great Western wear places that are up in Nashville that I get to go to. This place compares to every single one of them. So what I need you guys to do is look up Desperado and Company, Chris Sapp. Their phone number is 912 604-0389. Go check them out. Get all turquoise the hell up. 
get all westerned up, look like a cowboy cowgirl. Western fashion is the coolest shit to me, by the way. And uh, the fact that they're on board as a sponsor now, I can't wait to try on some of the stuff that he has sent me and everything that they have sent me in pictures uh, to get my size in. Dude, it's all banging. It's all awesome. So look up Desperado and Company now. Mr. Chris Sapp, once again, the Puller Tanger Outlet Mall, Suite 611. Let's give a quick shout-out to Nobles Networking. Guys, if you're looking for a new internet provider, they hook me up here at the studio and at my house. If you live out in the country and you can't find nowhere else where to get your internet or you're paying too much for Hargrave or any of that other shit, look up Nobles Networking. 478-308-0596. You are going to love it. I'm telling you, it works great for me. It runs everything here at the studio at my house perfectly. Hit up Nobles Networking. Let me tell you guys about the baddest insurance agent around these parts, Miss Jenna Carr. She's an alpha insurance agent. She handles home, auto, life, and business. She's located in Macon, Georgia at 3312 Northside Drive, Suite C-160. Uh, let me tell you about Miss Jenna. Not only is she just the sweetest, cutest damn thing you've ever seen, but she takes care of business like a true professional. I love dealing with her. Uh, she's done got me hooked up with life insurance because, let's be honest, I'm going to need it. And uh, every time I've ever dealt with her, a complete pleasure. So y'all do me a favor now. Give her a call and go look her up on social media. Jenna Carr, Alpha Insurance Agency. And that phone number in Macon is 478 621-7065. Tell her that you need the same package, home, life, auto, all that good stuff that she hooked me up with. It's prom season, and let me tell you, if I was still in high school, I know exactly where I would go to get my tux because I like flashy. I like loud. I like obnoxious clothing. If you ever see the stuff I wear out in Macon, Nashville, wherever the hell I go, to be honest with you, I like to be seen <laughs> as much as I am heard. And Miss Vicky over at Dolly's Delights showed me the other day a company that she's ordering from now that had the loudest and most obnoxiously good-looking tuxes. Fellas, if you're trying to turn heads and you're in high school, Dolly's Delights is where the hell you need to be. So moms and dads, take your boys over there. And while you're over there, get some of that good candy. Make sure you satisfy that sweet tooth. It's the best place to do it. You're not going to find anybody better to deal with. And not to mention, she's got the best prices around. That's Dolly's Delights, located at 5122 3rd Avenue, Eastman, Georgia. Call her at 478-231-7237. Dolly's Delights. Let me tell you about Lori's Dive-In in Alamo, Georgia. I've ran her ad several times now. She's been with me since I started doing this stuff. Well, I'm doing a live show there February the 15th. She's going to feed me. I'm going to take a couple of my friends with me from social media there, uh, probably around 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So if any of y'all would like to come hang out, please do. Even if it's not convenient for you, take some time, go out of your way, and go eat there. I promise you, you won't be disappointed she takes pride in her staff, her food, her service, every single aspect 
That's why I'm taking my equipment there to actually record with her and her staff. So, please go check out Lori's Dive-In in Alamo, Georgia at 18 Commerce Street, Alamo, Georgia. Phone number there is 912-568-1945. Lori's Dive-In. I'm about tired of reading all these sponsors, but I'm grateful for each and every one of them. But I saved my homegirl for last. Let me tell you about Miss Reagan, who's getting me in shape right now. I need each and every one of y'all to go look her up on Instagram at R-A-E-G-A-N underscore fit. She does one-on-one customized meal planning, nutrition guides, and training in home or at the gym. I know she stays on my ass, so I know she'll stay on yours. Look, this is the thing with Reagan. She's lost the weight, she stayed in shape, and now she's helping people do the same thing that she did. And she did it the healthy way. She can help you lose body fat, gain muscle, or just improve your overall health. Whatever your goal is, she'll help you with it. I promise that. And the thing is, she holds you accountable in a way that most people don't. She's very affordable, and she offers weekly and monthly payments. So please, go look up my homegirl, Miss Reagan, at R-A-E-G-A-N underscore fit on Instagram. Now, let's get to the show. What's up, folks? Thank you all for tuning into the Josh Terry Podcast. I am so excited to have a guest on today that y'all heard me talking about the other day with Miss Sarah Blake Cheek. Uh, I'm a little nervous. Day after Valentine's Day. Uh, I couldn't think of a better guest to have on. If y'all saw my Instagram yesterday, I was blowing up with her shit. Um, past couple of days, I've been blowing her up on social media, stalking the shit out of this woman ever since uh, she, I don't even know how the fuck I stalked her in the first place. She's probably tired of me messaging her by now, but if you saw her and you're going to get to, if you, when she drops her social media links in a minute, you're probably not going to stop stalking her like I am. Uh, you'll understand why. So I would like to introduce you to somebody's name who I can't fucking say worth a damn, Miss Tawny Jade. Uh, how the fuck are you today, darling? <laughs> I am so good. How are you? I am way better now. I get to see you for the next two hours. <laughs> yes, it's going to be a great time. I cannot wait. <laughs> you are fixing to get so tired of me. <laughs> Never. It's yeah. not possible. <laughs> you are the first woman to ever look like you to say that. <laughs> You are just, you're finna hate me. Uh, You know, when you, you followed me when I was in Nashville and I thought it was a scam. Uh, You. I'm real. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I was like, who the fuck is this? I thought you was like one of those uh, middle Eastern folks that just try to message you and get money out of your bank account. Like yeah. I, th- I, I thought, mean, I kind of do that, but I'm an American. I'm yeah, just kidding. You, you could probably <laughs> trick me into giving you money. Um, but like I, I went and I was like, why the fuck? And then I followed you right back and I was like, oh, she's real. What the, <laughs> I exist. What the fuck's going on here? And uh, so I even made a post on, on Facebook or whatever. And uh, I haven't told you this yet because I was waiting until we did the show to tell you this. Um, oh, I'm, I'm nervous a, now. I, I, I'm a very petty person. A very petty person. Uh, back in the day, um, in high school and stuff, or whatever, I was uh, I was fugly. I'm talking. About, I I've always I've never been the prize pig at the fair. Still not. But uh, I got way more confidence and shit, and way happier with myself now or whatever. Uh, and uh, I just have bad luck with women. 
in general. Like I am just, I have shit luck with women, but I made a post on Facebook and it was like to all you bitches around here that have never paid me any attention, just so y'all know, I got playboy bunnies following me now. Yeah, <laughs> y'all might not fucking want anything to do with me, but I got a playboy bunny following me now. And I didn't even have to follow her first. <laughs> Facts. Honestly, I think I found you through, um, Jay, I'll be honest. I don't know who she is. Her and I have the same breast augmentation doctor. Um, and I found her cause my doctor had posted her and her Instagram handle is XOXO J brunette, beautiful. Um, hilarious. I don't, I don't know. I'm pretty sure she posted you and was like, I don't know, go follow my brother or something. I swear. Do you know who I'm talking about? I have no idea, but thank you. Whoever the fuck <laughs> she is. Thank her. I, I love I her. I swear it was her, or maybe it was Amber. I don't know. I'll have to figure it out. Whoever I'm it is, sure that's who posted you. Whoever did it, thank you for the love <laughs> of God. I have not stopped looking at your Instagram since then, and uh, oh, thank and, you. and of course the first thing I'm going to do, um, because I I've always said like I love, I just I love unique people, and I always like the fact that um, you you probably get what is it? I can't ever think of the word. You, you probably get criticized for what you do. You probably get stereotyped and all this type of shit and everything. Uh, same oh, way, same way me and Sarah talked the other day about some of the shit that she's been through and all that kind of stuff. So I always like somebody like you, that your story. I always like, yeah. like what's behind the pretty face. And it's just, right. some, sometimes it's a good fucking story. And sometimes it's really sad. Sometimes it's really motivational or whatever. Um, and it's just, it's never, it's never boring, I guess. So like, that's the first thing I, I, when somebody like you, it's not, don't get me wrong. Of course, a lot looking at your shit, but it's like, I know that there's something <laughs> there. there is not going to be boring. So I was like, I'm, I'm definitely hitting her up about an episode. And uh, you were cool and responded right away. And of course, the first phone call that we had, you told me your story. And I was like, oh, of course, she's a badass. Of course, it was just as good as I thought it was going to be. You got a dog back there barking? I know. I literally just texted my boyfriend and told him to get him. I was like, that's please cool. walk the drug up. You're good. You're good. <laughs> I, I, saw but, you. um, I figured that's what it was. Yeah, he scared me when he started barking. I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> oh, you're cool. You're cool. We had that happen. You did just break my heart, though. I didn't know you had a boyfriend. That's, <laughs> I, but I saw pictures that you posted yesterday of you and some Thor-looking motherfucker. So that, Thor-looking. He's going to appreciate that compliment. <laughs> yeah. Well, he can also kiss my ass now, though. But uh, lucky guy. <laughs> lucky guy. No, that's hilarious. But, uh, uh. but no, that's cool. Um. So now I'm going to end the podcast. So that just hurt my feelings. Uh, no. <laughs> and we're done here. <laughs> and the word is over with. Uh, no. Um, tell them your social media stuff and, and everything first. Let's, let's start with that. And then uh, we're going to go into your backstory. And uh, I want everybody to kind of get to know uh, a lot about you. Because you really won me over when you told me your backstory and everything the other day. Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, to start out, my Instagram is at T-A-W-N-N-I-I. And my only backup is it's T-A-W-N-N-I-I. There's so many accounts out there that are fake. So just know that 
Um, I also have Twitter, which is the same handle. Uh, you can find pretty much all my links on Instagram, though, if you just click the little link in my bio. Um, the only one that doesn't really go with my my same name across socials is TikTok currently. It is pink underscore gumdrop. <laughs> when you asked me that shit this morning, what my Twitter was, and you call me a fucking peasant because I don't have one. Who in the hell doesn't have Twitter? Adults. I've never... <laughs> I can't. Twitter's no, 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 no. Do you have Snapchat? Yeah, I have Snapchat. Of course, I have Snapchat. That is no, absolutely not. See, I think Twitter is more for adults, and Snapchat is for children. Uh, first off, I like <laughs> nudes. I like. <laughs> I, I I very much like when I get random shit from people, and Snapchat is just the only place where you I can send the stupid shit that I like to send that's not going to get banned or took down. I just got banned last week, so be careful what you well, say. Well, I don't post it. Like, I can send inappropriate, stupid shit to my friends. Yeah, true. And, and you can't really say it. Because, like, yeah. like, with all of us working, they work in music, or they have, like, careers that are in the public eye. And we can't have text message threads that can ever come back to bite us in the ass. Yeah. Like, so, like, we send a lot of inappropriate shit to each other that needs to disappear the second that we send it. <laughs> Right. Snapchat. I guess don't, I understand that. Snapchat's the I only way. Don't. Snapchat's the only yeah. way. Well, I think the person that invented Snapchat invented it to cheat anyway. Like, no, so I actually heard yesterday, it's funny that we're talking about this. I saw a video somewhere of somebody saying that they believe that Snapchat um is like somehow correlated with the dude who made the is anyone up website because Snapchat came directly after that whole lawsuit and everything. So instead of is anyone up and people blasting and all that, they created Snapchat as a safe way to send nudes so that they don't end up blasted all over the internet. I don't, so I don't know. Who what, knows? I don't know what if anyone up website was. What? You haven't seen on Netflix? I think it's called The Most Hated Man on the Internet. Oh, that fucking guy. Okay. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't remember the name of the website. <laughs> yeah. It's called Is Anyone Up? But yeah, they supposedly like, I don't know what the... And it, even if it's true, but supposedly Snapchat was created after that to safely send nudes. That's literally what Snapchat's for. But who knows? That's what, uh, like seven years ago, uh, that's what got me into social media is I blew up on Snapchat. And then that's what got me my career in radio. Like, what? Really? It, Snapchat? Yeah, yeah. Like it was the biggest thing at the time. And like I ended up having a shit ton of followers on there just being stupid and posting stupid shit and uh ended up getting the nickname bearded bastard and uh from the shit that i was posting on there and just being an asshole and uh next thing you know people in country radio found me gave me a job that is so cool i didn't know the snapchat was like had an algorithm or like you could like build on it. it like it, that's pretty crazy it, it really wasn't it was word of mouth it's just people started sharing wow. my shit like crazy and yeah. it, next thing you know, I'm fucking here seven years later. Damn, oh, good but, for you. Well, it's like eight years later now. I guess I kind of <laughs> got old. Uh, well, by the way, uh, I'm confused about, and I'm not going to ask you exactly how old you are, but I'm 35. Me and you are the same age, right? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. I mean, you're younger, but yeah. <laughs> you're older than me? No, I'm a year younger. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You, I'm 34. You, 
Okay. I have no shame in my age. I love okay. I love being in my 30s. Okay. You give me such Pam Anderson vibes. It's fucking <gasps> stupid. Stop. That is like the biggest compliment ever. Thank you. Oh my God. I love Pam Anderson so I'm obsessed. Much. Yes. Yeah. The, her documentary made me sad as fuck. But besides that. Dude, honestly, I didn't know all of that. Like I had I don't think anybody just- did. Yeah. And like hearing her side of the story and like just how sweet and kind and so forgiving. Like she's like, he shook me and I just left and I wished him well. And I'm like, dude, I've gone back to toxic exes so much. Like what an empowering movement for her to like stand up for what she knows that she deserves and to just never go back. Even though like you can tell, at least I think this is my personal opinion. I think she's still absolutely in love with Tommy, but she was still strong enough to just walk away after that one argument. And she just stood her ground. I'm like, damn, I wish I could have done that. I, I, <laughs> but I got a different outlook on it. I think it's like most of us. I think she's more in love with the idea of him. I think, I think, true. I, I think it's more like the thing with a lot of us. You, I don't know. This is going to sound so fucking out of the left field. Like, uh, there's a movie that I really love. It's my favorite thing of all time. It's called Lonesome Dove. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's, I have it's it. the greatest movie book of all time. It's a Western. It'll teach you everything you ever need to know in life. It's a love story. I mean, it's, it's fucking amazing. I love every second of it. Um, it's like fucking six hours long, but it's amazing. Uh, the books fucking, I not, I mean, it's huge, but, uh, and one of the lines in the movie is what's your idea of heaven and the guy's line in it gus's line is me and uh claire sitting by this creek if i die today or whatever it is i want to go this is my idea of heaven being back at this creek with her and i think that's kind of what she's talking about when she the idea of them being back together is that's the happiest moment of her life yeah and i guess i do agree with that and that's what she's missing is she was happy then before all the bad shit and just seems like everything since then has just been shitty or it hasn't been as happy she was she had money then she's she just was shitty at business and that really wasn't her yeah. fault nobody ever taught her everybody took advantage of her and yeah i agree like, she just literally had the world by the balls then mm-hmm. and then after that yeah I, there's no sense in that woman and i hope after that I really, and I just even saw yesterday where she just did a photo shoot recently. So she had to get fucking paid for that. It was, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm hoping that this has made her realize the business mistakes that she made and to actually benefit from it now because I don't care what anyone says. Tommy Lee made fucking money off that video. Oh, yeah. That's what I was fucking There's no way. There's no fucking way that one of the two of them didn't. And she obviously didn't. There's yeah, no I don't think she was smart way. enough, like not smart enough, not that she's dumb, but I think that she naive. was just naive, she, yeah, she and just naive. didn't know. Like it's already so, out there, girl. You might as well benefit from it. But she it was that was all also before everybody was selling their videos. There, so there's no fucking way <laughs> yep. that he did not sign an under the table agreement somewhere. Cause he's the way I look at it, and even the shit that he still posts on social media mm-hmm. every once in a while, he's proud. How is he relevant? He's yeah. proud of that shit. Like he's yeah, pra- even those interviews back in the Netflix Man. documentary. I don't know if you watched the one that they did, not yeah. of them, but even in that one, they portray like real interview like clips of him, and like he was proud of the whole thing back then. Yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like he definitely made money off of it, but who knows? Yeah. 
I'm, I'm all, if I had to bet on it, he did. Yeah, for sure. Me too. Because one of them's still living good. And the last time I checked, Motley Crue ain't had a fucking hit since the 80s. Exactly. Uh, you know, uh, Mont- yep. <laughs> Plus, by the way, I fucking hate Motley Crue. I hate, oh, really? all, I hate all 80s hair bands. Besides, I don't like 80s. Oh, rock. I love 80s. Uh-uh. I like, I like like couple journey songs. I like some queen. Uh, but like the hard rock, the cocaine fueled shit. Like, yeah, I, 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 really, I, I'm, I'm not, not I, I'm not big on that fucking shit. That shit's not but the more poppy shit from the 80s though. I can dig yeah. the poppy shit. That's like the only poppy genre ever that I've really got into. There were some bangers from the 80s. Yeah, for sure. It's funny because like, I actually really love the seventies too. Like every morning I listen to it's a beautiful morning by what rascal something. I can't remember. Um, and then like, I just let it play like a station after that. And it's like all the temptations and all that. And I just, the seventies are probably my favorite era of just feel good music. Like every single song makes you feel good. I I just love it. (laughs) I'm such an old soul. I feel like when it comes to music, it sounds like that's some good shit. Well, yeah, for speak, sure. Speaking of old souls, uh, let's let's go back to uh, when you was a baby, and uh, yes. kind of talk about your upbringing and all that kind of shit because that really, really got me into me wanting to have you on the show. Like as soon as you opened your mouth about the you being raised in the church and all that kind of stuff and everything, I was like sold. You could have not told <laughs> me. You could have not told me anything else about you. Besides for that, now you would have had me hooked. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. My upbringing is kind of crazy. So back um, 34 long years ago, um, I was in Fort Sill, Oklahoma. My parents um, were, or my dad was stationed there with the military. And um, he was, of course, married to my mom. And I was born there. And six weeks um, after that, uh, my mom actually lied about my age. I was, I think only four or five weeks old, but she lied and said I was six weeks old. Um, so that I could fly to the next base that my dad was stationed at. I was told that I went to Korea, but there's some conflicting stories now as of recent where my mom and dad both don't know where I actually went, um, or where he was stationed. So anyways, it was either Korea or Germany. Um, and we lived there till I was about four and then came back to the States. Um, and, Um, when I was six, we lived in California and that is when, um, I started school and all that. Then we were stationed in, we were literally stationed in New Jersey, Texas, um, Oregon, Washington, like literally so many States. Um, we finally ended up in Fort Campbell, um, Kentucky, which is right on the border of Tennessee and Kentucky. And when we were stationed there uh, is when my dad and mom ended up splitting. Um, So my dad ended up going back out West. So all of my family is actually from the West coast, mainly Idaho, Oregon, California, Arizona. They're all kind of in that area. So my dad ended up, you know, kind of losing his marbles a little bit, going back home. Um, And we stayed with my mom here in um, Fort Campbell. Um, which is more like Clarksville, Tennessee area too. So once he left, she was a single mom with me and my brother. I was six and my brother was nine at the time. And she has been raised Mormon her entire life. While she was with my dad for those, you know, few years, she was inactive. 
and um, was living the party, you know, military life, traveling around um, with him and living that lifestyle. So um, whenever they split and he left, she was like, okay, I'm a single mom. I've got to get my shit together. So she went back to the church um, and we started attending church religiously, you know, every Sunday, every Wednesday, every activity in between, um, literally my entire family on my mom's side back to Joseph Smith, who created and, you know, started the church are all Mormon. They're all, all of my families in the history books of the church. Um, it's actually really cute, uh, really cool, not cute, really cool how my family's in it. I love the history of it. Um, and I still, I, I go to different like Nauvoo, um, Salt Lake city, all of the really big Mormon, um, landmarks and my family is there. So it's actually really cool anyway. So with that said, when my mom got back in the church and we started going to church a lot, then she ended up meeting my stepdad who, um, is my dad. He pretty much, you know, raised us. He's all I know. So really good relationship with them. Um, and then of course my adult years, uh, or my teenage years had the normal, you know, teenage struggles, um, nothing too crazy. Um, but whenever I turned, um, 20, I ended up pregnant with my daughter two months after I decided to even start being unholy or whatever you want to call it. (laughs) (laughs) So it was kind of crazy. I was like, Oh shit. Two months later and here I am with a kid. Um, so I was a single mom because immediately my boyfriend who I had dated for two years left. Um, and as I was kind of, you know, becoming a mom, I kind of made the decision then of, you know, I don't, I don't really want a, a religion to tell me how to raise my kid. Um, and that was kind of like my first thing where I was like, I don't really know, um, if this is for me. And I started branching out of what do I believe in? And, you know, instead of having a religion just shoved down your throat and this is what's true. And this is, you know, how you're supposed to live. I kind of wanted to like decide for myself. So that was the first kind of, um, eye opening moment for me, um, was being a mom. And, um, so then, you know, fast forward a few years, um, I wasn't in the church and, um, I I'm trying to think where I should go in. I ended up getting married, um, after a very toxic, abusive relationship, literally rebound into this other relationship only because he wasn't anything like the abusive one. So it still wasn't the right relationship. It was just not abusive. So it was like, oh, okay, this must be it. No, well, not well, at all. well, before, before <laughs> we, before we get on your, your, your marriage real fast, you, do you know that most fe- people have no idea what Mormons are? I do. And <laughs> I definitely get a lot. I've had people feel my head before because supposedly feel your Mormons. Head. Yeah. Supposedly Mormons have horns. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah didn't okay. know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, I am one of the ones who have absolutely no fucking idea what the Mormon (laughs) is. Uh, okay. Well, I, here I am. I can tell you all about it. There we go. The only thing that I know about Mormon, and this is what a piece of shit I am is South Park. Uh, Oh my God. I've never seen South Park, but I've heard this multiple times. That is literally all I know, and I know that there's no way in hell anything that South Park said on it was right. Uh, so I'm not I'm not a complete dumbass, 
but I do. I still to this day have no idea what Mormons is or what what y'all believe in. So I want to ask you something real fast. I don't think I've had a Mormon on this show. So that was one of the things that was appealing about you. So just as by the way, once again, not being disrespectful about anything I'm going to ask you. I just literally am ignorant on the subject. So I had I know nothing. Do y'all actually believe? And this is all <laughs> references from South Park. Did Joseph Smith find plates or whatever, the golden plates or whatever it is, I don't remember what they're called, in the ground and translate them in a hat? That's what South Park says. Uh, so, yes and no. So, the what? Mormon religion, okay. <laughs> the Mormon religion okay. believes that um, Joseph Smith was in a sacred grove. Um, he had been to multiple churches. Um, and just did not feel at home in any of them. So he went to the sacred grove and got on his knees and was praying. And um, Jesus Christ and Heavenly Father came down in a vision to Joseph Smith. And um, God, you know, pointed to Jesus Christ and said, this is my son, Jesus. And we want you, you know, in better words than what I'm about to say. So nobody like you know, sacrificing right now, but he more or less said, you know, this is my son and you are to start a church, um, the one true church now, and here is how you're going to do it. And so then that led him to the Hill Camorra. The Hill Camorra is actually a real hill. I cannot remember where it's at. I'm so sorry. I'm not, I should have probably no, you're you know, refreshed my memory, but it's a hill somewhere and you can actually go to it. I've been to it. And at the top of Hill Camorra, there's a big statue where this supposedly happened. And the angels sent him there and dug up golden plates like. Um, By the Ten Commandments. Yeah, something like that. You okay. know, like a, I, I was going to say a fossil, but it's not a fossil. I don't know what the fuck you'd call it. But anyway, so he dug these up and then sat at his home candlelit for weeks and translated all of these golden plates into what is now the book of Mormon. And I believe he was go, he was told to go bury them somewhere and no one's ever found them now. Yeah. That's where you lose me. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's where the fuck you lose me. I'm almost positive. Now I could be wrong. They might be on display somewhere in some building. I will get back to you on that. I'm I'm pretty positive. I'm I'm pretty pretty positive. He was buried somewhere. Yeah. That's where you lose me. Cause what, isn't it also the, didn't he, if I, like I said, ignorant on the subject, so no fucking Mormons come after my fat ass. Oh, they're going to. I don't give a fuck. I can kiss my fat I ass. Either. I don't care. I don't believe in organized religion anyway. I believe in your own personal relationship with God. I'm a Christian. Not a good one, but I'm a Christian. I believe Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I don't know. I don't I don't get the Mormons because I just don't understand it. But I don't, that don't mean yeah. I think you're wrong either. I, I, right. Like I said, that's it, me. I, I whatever you believe in is what you believe in. I don't care. I don't Absolutely. Do, I don't. It does not bother me at all. I'm gonna yeah. have a hard enough time getting myself through the pearly gates. I don't need to be fucking worried about what you're doing. Exactly. That's exactly how I am. And like, even though I am no longer a member, like I still respect my family. They're yeah. all still members. And so that's one reason why, like a lot of my articles that will come out, like they're always ex Mormon. And then people will be like, oh my God, I bet you're so glad you left the church. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, listen, don't come on my post trying to talk shit about the Mormons. 
I, just because I'm not a member, does not mean that I have anything against them. I love and respect my family and they are all very good people. I, of course, the horn shit that people have talked about, how supposedly I have multiple moms, like all of this stuff. I'm like, oh my God, you guys that's a, like are that's po- so dumb. That's polygamous though. I mean, that, that, well, that could there be are an, Mormons. That could be that an any, that's, there's, that could be in any fucking religion as far as I know though. You, you yeah, that's, absolutely. That's a, that's the a Mormons, way. I think, are who started it. So that's why people still relate polygamy with Mormonism. Actually, actually, maybe I'm you, wrong. You are. You are. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> if you go, and I'm pretty sure one of you folks that uh, are better Christians than me that read your Bible uh, more than I do. Uh, in the Bible, I believe that there's several kings or whatever that have had multiple wives. That's uh, polygamous. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. so there are people that have throughout history before, because um, what Mormons have only been That's around. That's interesting, then. The yeah. Mormons have only been around since what? The religion's fairly new, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it was late 18, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's been kings for fucking ever. Yeah, you're right. That have I don't had, know why it always gets related to Mormons then. If it uh, was so Because it's just like anything else. It, Mormons were here. Like it, yeah. it started here in North America. So like, it, yeah, like you, that's just something that's always been taboo here. And, yeah. and, and like also too, like there's so many documentaries and it just on bad shit between Jehovah's witnesses and Mormons. That's probably why I just, there's not bad. There's always shitty people, but there's also shitty Catholics with the priests or shitty Christians. Yeah. But like, there's a lot of fucking shitty people out there that hide under the cover of religion, and they're, yeah, just, they're just shitty fucking people. I don't care what religion you are. Mm-hmm. Like, even, I agree. Even the fucking Muslims that that bombed the are not bombed that flew the planes into the twin towers. They said it was for religion, like because yeah. they, they hate America. Yeah, right. everybody, everybody, fucking Christians did the Crusades back in the day and killed millions of fucking people. Like everybody yep. tries to use religion as an excuse. That, uh, yeah, fuck that shit. Like, I it, hate it. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. That is why I believe it is your own personal relationship. Don't exactly. Ever, I don't like that shit at all. It bothers me, me, and I don't like that people pick and choose what they choose to believe out of the Bible. Yeah. That shit, absolutely, or, or whatever religion. Honestly, like, mm-hmm. it, it's either all or nothing. No, I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't believe that shit. Uh, yep, but, I agree. But anyway, so yeah, I know nothing about Mormons. Uh, so what else did like, what's a different thing you growing up that you had to do that like a, somebody like me wouldn't have had to do? Did you have to dress different? Did um, you have to do anything differently than another girl that, that you would have went to school with that was your age? Well, no, not really. I think because I was raised also like my, my biggest memories, of course, were in a small town in Bell Buckle, Tennessee. Whenever my mom met my stepdad at, when I was six, we moved there for his job. And so I was in a very small town in the Bible Belt. So a lot of like on Sundays, um, which may not be common nowadays or in the big cities, but here in the Bible Belt, it's still very common, especially even in my hometown of Bell Buckle, everything's closed on Sundays. Like very rarely can like the gas station attendants aren't there. Um, a lot of the uh, fast food joints, even in, you know, Bubble or Shelbyville, but where I lived, they are actually closed a lot of the time um, or businesses when 
you know, in Nashville, they're open, you know? So that's one thing that I feel like is a big difference. And my family, um, is very, um, very strict on Sundays. Sundays, you go to church, you have your potluck or your lunch with your family, whatever, you know, that day. And then the rest of Sunday is to visit those who couldn't make it to church. So if somebody is sick or there's a mom who just gave birth or whatever, that's your time to go visit the members who weren't able to attend sacrament meeting. Um, and then of course, Wednesday nights were youth activities. And then uh, Fridays, there was a lot of firesides that would go and listen, you know, there was just a lot of activities, which honestly, I, I kind of missed that part of it because it was always positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, and like being able to fellowship with like-minded people. Um, even though now, like we're not like-minded, of course I'm totally yeah. black sheep, but you know what I mean? Like that was actually really good and a wholesome environment for kids to be raised in for sure. Um, we didn't have to dress any different. I know some religions do, but no, we, um, the Mormons do have, um, their garments that they wear. Um, but I was too young during that time to actually wear them. I didn't, I, I, once I got to 18, when I could have went to the temple and got garments, I was not worthy. So, um, well, I wasn't well, allowed to go. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're not just <laughs> skipping past that shit. Hold on. You wasn't worthy. I mean, that's because mm-hmm. you had sex, right? No, not at 18. No, I was still a virgin. So why wasn't you worthy? I was smoking weed. <laughs> How did they do you act? What the fuck? Hold so, on. What, yeah, what, what actually, makes you, what makes you not work? Like how many things make you not worthy? Well, you have to follow their guidelines for sure. Like you are not allowed to smoke anything, uh, drink alcohol, drink coffee or tea. Um, you have, of course at, at that age or at any age, you can only be intimate with your, um, like who you're married to anything like premarital, anything is not, not allowed. Um, so they're very strict in that sense. And if you break any of that, they, what you do is you sit down and you get asked questions by the Bishop. And if you are, you know, you're supposed to be honest, but if you say, yes, I did do this or that, then you're not worthy and you're not able to go to the temple. So So, I was not able. (laughs) So you told on yourself. Well, no, not technically. So (laughs) my dad is also, or was at that time, um, which he won't listen to this probably, but (laughs) he'll remember this. Um, but he was in the drug task force and me and my little friend, actually, this was not when I was 18. This was prior to this, but 18 is when you could have gotten, um, your garments. But this happened when I was, um, about 15 And me and my little friend, neighbor friend had gotten in an argument about something stupid, who knows what. And she started snitching on me about stuff. And she said that I had taken her to a party down the road and made her smoke weed. And I was like, no, I didn't. Why would you, why would you tell my parents that my dad is drug task force? You stupid little bitch. So I'm like, no, that's not true. Blah, blah. So my dad sits me down and he was like, listen, if you're honest with me, then you won't be in any trouble. Just tell me if you smoked weed down the street at whatever dude, the soul kids, you know, name was tell me if you did or not. And we'll move from there. I was like, okay. So I was like, yes, we went down there to his house, which was like a street over and we smoked weed and we went back to our house and went to bed. And he was like, all right, well, let's go outside. And he opens the front door and there's a cop car. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? 
<laughs> so I went to juvie for weed that I didn't have on me. I just literally ratted myself. I was like, you literally said if I was honest with you, I wasn't going to be in trouble. <laughs> so that was a dad. fun experience. <laughs> I love my dad. He was just a tough love. <laughs> oh my We laugh God. about it now. <laughs> that is the shittiest thing I've ever heard. So yeah, so that is when my parents realized I was unworthy when I was 15. <laughs> and that's oh. kind of what started it. And then from that on, of course, I was rebellious. I put my dad through multiple times. Like he would text me while I was at parties and be like, hey, you left your headlights on. I'm like, oh fuck, he knows where I'm at. Um, and then a few years later, I was 21 actually. Um, and I had actually just got off work and went to this fucking party. And they already had all the alcohol already there at the house, mind you. But I show up at like 10 o'clock and I'm like 30 minutes in, it gets busted by the police. The police were actually looking for somebody's parent who was like, I don't even know. Um, so they get in the house and I'm the only one who's 21. So I get charged with four underage consumptions and all this stuff. Well, the cops are going to let me go. I go to the police station. They call my dad. They're like, all right, take her home. And my dad's like, no, book her. And I'm like, wait a minute. They're literally telling you to just take me home and it's fine. And he was like, no, book her. I want her to learn her lesson here. So I had to go through court. I had to go through pro uh, probation for a year for that. Like it was, I was like, damn, he's really trying to teach me these lessons. It's fucking hard. My family, but yeah, that's just. My family just would my ask family. me. To, my family would ask me to go buy alcohol and drugs for them. What yep. the fuck? Nope. <laughs> not, wow. Not <laughs> I had some uh, tough. very tough lessons. Yeah. That, that so after that, tough. that's when I was like, all right, this is not for me. I'm not gonna, that's probably when like the majority of my issues with them happened, which, um, just is what it is. It just snowballed from there, I guess. <laughs> how, how are y'all now? Um, actually, so, um, two years ago or three years ago, almost now, whenever my only fans started, our relationship was probably the worst it's ever been. Um, the past six months though, um, of course, a lot of sicknesses within the family and like stuff like that that's happened, I think has really made my, my mom like kind of open her eyes and realize that like, I'm not a piece of shit just because I live differently than you. And her and I've had some pretty good heart to hearts now. And like, she's apologized for, you know, treating me different. She wants me to know, like she always loves me no matter what. So as of the past six months, we're good, but we've definitely been through the ringer and she knows it. Um, there's been times where she stood up in court against me and then later apologized because she knew she was wrong um, because it was a lie. Like there's, there's a lot that's happened for sure that I've gone through um, with her and our relationship is fingers crossed on the up and up now. I know we both have done some shitty stuff, so it's definitely not one-sided by any means. I completely understand. I live that shit every day. Yeah. I live it every day. Yeah. I don't, uh, <laughs> I, I half ass get along with my dad and it just depends on the day. Uh, yep. me and my mother, fuck no. We, but it's, we're so much alike, but we're so yep. fucking different. <laughs> like a bunch of the good shit about me, my creative side, my, like, that, I get it from her. Like she, she's a lot like me in that way, but also too, my God, I've never met somebody that is just the victim or the, yes. the somebody that can turn a situation 
more into about she's got a fucking superpower dude i've never ever seen it and she's gonna get pissed because she's gonna hear this she lists all shows uh, <laughs> but uh, and like we have a decent enough relationship that i would say this to her face she tells yeah. me i drink too much she, and i'm gonna tell her this to her face and I, I already do anyway but like even when my dad broke his neck last year on his 60th birthday she had the ability to make the situation about her like it's oh, a wow. fuck it's a fucking superpower. Right. Like, how the fuck do you do that shit? Like it's <laughs> it's always it's always about her in one way or another. But she's getting better about it. And there, there's other things that we just just do not vibe about at all. And it's but yeah. it, it's also because she's always gonna think she's right, and I'm always gonna know that I am. You know, <laughs> I, I, I I know as the, I've been the adult in the family since I was 16 years old. But I also had to make a shit ton of mistakes. And I I, yeah. I, I own I own the bad shit I do. And it seems like you're probably the person like this. Like, and I, I think me and Sarah even talked about it the other day. Like, our, it wasn't Sarah. It was um it was Natalie, Natalie King that I did the show with before. Uh, she was a recovering addict that I had on like a day or two before Sarah. And um, like, you don't get to move on in life until you actually acknowledge like you were the fuck up. You were the problem. Exactly. I am the problem. Yeah. I I've done <laughs> bad shit. I know that I'm the reason yep. why I've been in trouble. I know that I'm the reason why I've made mistakes. Nobody yep. else. I don't blame anybody else for my shit. Like I'm the reason why I was in trouble in my early twenties, but I'm Absolutely. also, I'm also the reason why I've improved my life and where I'm at now. My, me and my daughter, like she's the biggest reason why I'm the person I am today. But like I know that I was a fuck up. My mom yeah, my mom will never say she's the reason. <laughs> like she will blame that shit on everybody else for the rest of her fucking life, dude. And forever. It'll be That's my funny. fault, my sister's fault, uh, her family's fault, my especially my daddy's fault. Um, but anyway, let's get back to you. Fuck me. Uh <laughs> Let's move on to, uh, let's move on to, uh, for, well, let me ask you this too. Um, when you, would you consider yourself, and I, I, some of the self will be kind of personal. And if I cross any lines, just let me know. Would you consider yourself like kind of more of a, because what you do with OnlyFans, some of the people that we have on the show that do that kind of stuff are very sexual free spirits. Like, they're, they're very sexual people. I don't know if you are or not. But would you consider yourself that way? And do you think growing up the way you did, being sheltered, being told what to do, having, you know, the same way you was just saying about with like your your stepdad being so hard on you and everything, do you think that it kind of pushed you into being a more sexual, free spirit and wilder type of person once you were able to be let loose? That's a really good question. I've actually never been asked that, surprisingly enough. Um I honestly don't think so. Um, I have always been actually pretty conservative when it comes to the sexual side of things. That's why OnlyFans was so out of left field for me. All of my friends and family did not expect that whatsoever. And um, it, I think because of the way that I was raised, any sort of intimacy was very sacred and between you and that other person. And um, it, it, and even still to this day, like I take it very personal and I'm giving a piece of me to that person, um, every time that I'm intimate. So I don't believe that I would consider myself one of those girls who 
and, and absolutely no shame to anybody who is like overly yeah. sexual or whatever. Yes, I do. I absolutely love it. And I, um, you know, I, I love women. And of course, as much as I can get my hands on my boyfriend and all of that, but I'm, I did not start OnlyFans because I am an overly sexual person and it was not affected by the way I was raised. Um, I don't know. I, I think the sexual side of me and the reason why I did OnlyFans was actually not a sexual decision whatsoever for me at all, which is shocking because that's usually what it is. Yeah, yeah, I'm in love with you. Uh, <laughs> now, the reason why I asked, there's this thing that a lot of people – uh, I don't think it's really a syndrome, but I'm just going to say it's a fucking syndrome. It's like preacher's daughter syndrome. It, yes. Yeah. So like, that's what I was kind of getting to. It's like, yeah. you'll, you'll have somebody that's just been sheltered and just been so fucking pressured to be so perfect and safeguarded and not been able to do shit their entire life. That the second that they get an ounce of freedom, they are buck fucking wild. I was for sure drugs and alcohol wise, not okay. sexually though. Surprisingly enough, I was terrified of boys and I know every girl fucking says this, but yeah. I have three brothers and no sisters. And so I did gravitate more towards the guy crowds and like all of the guys that all my friends were sleeping with were actually like my brothers that I had never kissed, hugged, yeah. fucked, any of that. Um, and so I did wild out i did as soon as i got a little bit of freedom and that was of course because of how i was raised i did go buck wild i'm definitely yeah. not saying that but it was drugs and alcohol i wanted to try every drug and alcohol you know that there was and and i like to fight a lot for some reason when i was younger i would get fucked up and i'd start a fight and i think that's just because i had three brothers and i was you know a little bit more tough than the other girls and it was just my little toxic you know era but it wasn't ever, it's never been a sexual thing. So um, that's, that's why it's so frustrating, which this is kind of off topic, but just something that came to my head. That's like, which I know this is not what you just asked me, but yeah. whenever women or men who think that their opinion is relevant, have anything to say about OnlyFans and want to say that it's because, you know, these women are, you know, sluts or hoes or whatever, um, actually it's the sluts in real life that are usually saying that, that are actually out here. Like how many dicks have you sucked for free? Like, what are you talking about? You're over here sending nudes for free all. And you know where those probably end up? God knows where. So it's just frustrating because like, it's actually not, it's not, I don't know. Well, I, I don't, don't know how to explain I, it, I don't, but I know, it's I, I, know, I, I, know, I loved how you just fucking said that though. Cause, uh, I say it all the fucking time on this show. I don't go to strip clubs. I won't buy anybody's OnlyFans or nothing like that. I won't go to strip clubs, but I love strippers. I love what y'all are doing. I fucking get it. I love a woman's hustle. You've got men out there that are don't have a chance in the world women like you. But you're the girl next door. It makes fucking sense why they are paying for the stuff or whatever. Nobody's right. holding a gun to their fucking head. Or what? It, yep. Like I, I get it. It's it, it's a it's an attractive fucking thing, and if they're happy with giving you money, and you have a chance to make life changing money, why not fucking exactly? Dude, it makes it's a business. Yeah. It's literally a care. I'm a character online. Yeah. What they what people see on my Instagram is not me in real life. I mean, it is like I try to be myself and my personality for sure, but that is a character online. That is my business online. And I'm not ashamed whatsoever. And I'm not a slut. I'm not out here fucking 
multiple men a week. Like these other women are for free. Like, I'm sorry, but I I, will make my money and you will be broke while you're sucking dick for free. Yeah. I, I have to tell my mother, I was just bitching about her. I have to tell her (laughs) all the time that what you see of me on any of my social media is me turned up to fucking 10. It it is my personality, but everything of me on social media is my fucking business. I don't, I don't post Josh Terry anymore. I post the fucking character Josh Terry now. I, it, it, there's no sense. And I don't view social media as just fun anymore. I, this, the second me and you started talking before we uh, started recording, I was like, God damn, I'm having a post on Instagram right now. Like it's not, it's not fun. (laughs) At all. Every once in a while, like, yeah, I'll I'll fucking post something drunk or whatever, or I'm having fun. And there's even times like, and I'm fixing to out myself on something right now. It's probably going to get me in trouble from somebody. But uh, (laughs) I don't drink every single day. But it might look on social media like, hey, this guy's drinking every day or every other day. Because what do people like? They like me being loud. They like me being obnoxious. They like me posting stupid shit. I don't drink around my daughter. My daughter has never seen me drunk a day in her life. And she's never, ever done. I take so much fucking pride in that. I get her from school every single day. And she spends the night with me multiple nights during the week. But yet I'm still posting stupid shit on social media every single day. Those things don't add up. Like, yeah, like, but you, the people who don't get what we do as far as posting content online, they're never going to get it. They're like, oh, no. be- because I'm posting that I'm at my kid's soccer game right now. And then I'm going to post a fucking recipe later. And then I'm going to share this <laughs> right. cute, and I'm going to share this cute goddamn meme that I found. Like, this is what people do. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what people do. If it, this isn't your career, if this isn't your job. Like, this is what we fucking post is literally because you know what? I don't want to go back to a regular job. I've, exactly. I have found what makes me happy. You know, and uh, like what you did, what you just said about the the ladies that talk shit about y'all. I think you are a thousand percent right. I don't see men talking shit about the women on OnlyFans. I've talked shit about women on OnlyFans for only one reason. I can't stand it when I constantly get messages from women to buy their OnlyFans that isn't somebody that I'm following that isn't somebody that I would know from social media that it's like somebody, and I'm not trying to be ugly about this ladies. Uh, I promise you, if you're listening to this show and you've got only fans, <laughs> I'm not being ugly. If you don't have a big social media following, I don't see why you have an only fans in the first place. And I agree. You, and if you're going to just hide the fact that you have one from everybody in your hometown and stuff like that, and you're being secretive about it, I think it's fucking stupid. Right. I do too. That makes no I think sense. it's a slap in the face of the creators yeah. who are themselves online yeah. and blasted. Like I hate the anonymous yeah. shit. In yeah. the very beginning in 2020, like cool. It was kind of, I'll be honest. I started anonymously, mm. um, but was not successful. So yeah. it just became so common that anonymous just doesn't work anymore. I mean, what? it just doesn't. And those that try to do it now and then ask me for advice, I literally, for one, I don't respond, but it's just like, <laughs> if you're ashamed of the industry, then why the fuck are you in it? Yeah, that's the way I, that's the way I look at it. I look at it like this. 
the fact that you've put yourself out there the way that Sarah's put herself out there, the way my friend Paige has put herself out there, the way anybody that has done this show has made themselves public, that has dealt with the fucking arguments from their friends and family, right. the way that people that have actually gone through the bullshit of actually putting it out there, don't fucking make light of that. Like, right. Yeah, like if you're gonna do it, go fucking balls to the wall with it. Don't exactly don't beat around the bush and be a fucking asshole about it. Yeah. How can I be successful but uh not show anybody? Yeah, because I'm ashamed and I don't want that stigma behind my name. Bitch, I walk around with fucking hating ass messages all day long. You want advice from me? No. And and then and 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 I just lied. There is one other thing I'll bash about it too. I don't (laughs) I don't like there's there's a girl around here and I bring this bitch up every time i can and she, <laughs> she she is she's attractive now i can't i will never knock her and say she's not attractive she's a shitty person she has a horrible fucking personality she's been at this studio and it's just a bitch from hell uh um, i hate that <laughs> but she is she just knocks me in every chance she gets yeah i hate that and, and it's just like you're sitting there and you're like i can't find a good guy and then, like, you're bashing them on social media. But then you're bashing them because, like, nobody wants to buy my OnlyFans. But, right. you're, but you're buying these other girls' OnlyFans. I just don't get it. And you're bashing the other girls on there, too, saying they're not as good looking as you. And it's like. That's you, not about looks. It's the connection. You, yeah. Do you not see how fucking stupid you're making yourself? Yeah. Look? I can't stand. I just. I. It might just be that I just hate this bitch. I, I should have just said I just hate this <laughs> No. Hate, hate I think that that's very valid. I mean, I definitely, you know, throw, I well, I used to, um, you know, make sly comments about, you know, being single all the time and stuff like that before I got in a relationship. But I definitely, like, there was this one bitch the other day, and I, I usually do not comment on strangers stuff on social media, especially if I'm triggered, because usually yeah. I try to like, I'm like, okay, why am I triggered by this? But this woman said that she did not want um, someone to ask her if she was going to get an OnlyFans. And she replied in a reel. And she said, well, I just feel like that's not an honest living and that women are taking uh, advantage of vulnerable men. And I literally lost my shit because there is not, I mean, yes, I, I do agree that there are some men on OnlyFans that have an addiction, have an issue are lonely, are vulnerable. I completely agree. There's that in every industry though. So you can't blame that just on OnlyFans girls taking advantage of them. You don't think that at Hooters, the women are flaunting their titties and taking advantage of men there. I mean, it's not about the fucking wings. Let's be real. So for her to say that, I was just like, no, every, every person has their own choice to join OnlyFans or not. Nobody is forcing anybody on there. And one of my biggest reasons why my account and the way that I run my OnlyFans is so different than everybody else's is because I do build actual connections with my fans and I build friendships and I've met them in person, you know, some of them um, at different events or, you know, whatnot. And, or when I'm out in Nashville. Um, I used to have them more so when I was single, come up to me and be like, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, username and blah, blah, blah. And you're only fans. It's so nice to see you in person. And like, I take pride in that because I'm not an, I'm not with an agency who's, you know, automating my messages. And it's actually a man that you're sexting and I'm not taking advantage of anybody. You're there willingly. And I'm building a real connection with you. Um, and then with the, it's not an honest living. Well, the government still takes on taxes the way they do anybody <laughs> fucking else. 
So if it's not an honest living, then give me my fucking money back. I, I, <laughs> I don't not, understand that whatsoever. I don't, I don't think you're taking advantage of a man at all. Like once again, and I, and all due respect to your boyfriend. Okay. And all due, <laughs> and all due respect to Thor. Uh, I love that you call him Thor. Him at, <laughs> Him and his hammer can kiss my fucking ass right now. Uh, I was thinking I had a real fucking shot here. I was going to sweep you off your feet. Um, but anyway, uh, you're not taking advantage of a man. The same way I said a while ago, the reason I choose not to buy anybody's OnlyFans is one, same reason I choose not to go to a strip club. If I find a woman attractive and I think that I have a shot with you and I think that we vibe, I'm going to flirt with you. I'm going to try to have a connection with you. If I don't, I'm going to befriend you or I'm just going to leave you the fuck alone. These guys, they're going to go about it a different way because they're either not confident enough or they just they, they don't think that they have a shot or don't, whatever. They just don't think it's an option for them. So they go to the next best thing. And they still right. get to fulfill their need. There's nothing fucking wrong with that. Right. And I agree. I don't like that option. And I'm never going <laughs> to, like, I'm not, I, I would rather go. You're not going to go subscribe to all these girls. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. Uh, there's, I have a very short list. There's like a list of five that if I was ever going to subscribe, like you would probably be on that list, but it's like a list of five. But I better be number one. <laughs> you're up there. You're up there. Trust me. But good, good. But it also would be a one-time thing to where I could see, and then I'm over and done with it. Like I would just want to see, and it would be nothing more than that. But also, too, I'm not. It they would probably make it to where, uh, it, it, like I said, just not for me. Um, yeah, I would. I, I if agree. I would, I would just just. It's not going to do anything for me. Uh, but I get it. You're not taking advantage of these dudes. They're getting what they want out of the situation. I also am going to say something that's going to be fucking piss a lot of people off. I also don't have a problem with fucking prostitution. I, oh, th- Lord. Yeah, but but no. Look, you have men in this world that are, are women or whatever, because there's a lot of very successful women that and that ha- don't have time for relationships that want a fucking an intimate touch from somebody. True. Okay. That, I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like they just want a connect. They, they just want that need fulfilled. Like sugar daddies. Yeah. Like they, they just want that fulfilled and then they want nothing else from somebody. Yeah. Like a prostitution might've been the wrong word. Uh, like sugar daddy <laughs> situation or sugar mama situation might've been fucking better. Uh, yeah. That's probably a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. That's way better. No, I'm not, I'm not saying y'all should be whores and get paid to fuck. Excuse me. Uh, but like but if that is what you want to do yeah, then do it fuck it I don't then care. you live it girl but like you <laughs> if you're fulfilling a need and both parties are fucking happy regardless of what it is then what the fuck is wrong you're not taking advantage of anybody that's consenting adults doing what the fuck they want to and everybody's happy yeah. i don't i don't I, I, I don't see what the fucking problem is with any of that yeah i don't understand that either actually i completely agree with all of that like if you want to go do that and it's for money then that's your prerogative nobody really should have a say so about what the fuck you do honestly there's, but. Too, many, there's too many people worried and I, I know this is so fucking cliche so many worried about what other people are doing like why aren't you just fucking worried about yourself and your own happiness if something that you're doing is making you happy your friends happy your family happy why the fuck is somebody else worried about it? Yep, if I don't my, get it. If my way of life isn't affecting you, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, if I'm not hurting you, then you shouldn't have an opinion about it, regardless. I, so. 
Now, you said something a while ago, and I wanted to bring this up because I saw you talking about this, the agencies. Don't get me started. (laughs) I've I've seen you bitch about some of this stuff on social media. I don't know Uh, anything. I don't know anything about any of that shit. But you kind of just you kind of just shook me a little bit when you said that like dudes messaging back with agencies and like guys thinking that they're talking to the female. Yes. That's a real fucking thing. Let's just expose them. Let's do it because we're here for it. Fuck them. I ain't got shit to do. (laughs) So what has happened with the 2020, you know, everybody with COVID and, you know, people needing money and everyone was staying at home. That is, of course, when the OnlyFans um, creator spike happened and everybody was joining OnlyFans. And back then, of course, the connections or the reason behind it um, at least me and my friends and my close, you know, knit people like Sarah, we joined because for one, of course, yes, we needed money. Um, but then the fans themselves joined because they were at home alone and they needed a human connection. So back then it was not innocent. Um, I don't know what the right word is, but it was, it, it was a platform that we used to connect with other humans in, of course, different manners. I was not nude for a year and a half on my site. So it was not a sexual thing when I joined. As mm-hmm. Absolutely not at all. It was for the connection and to make money. Um, and fans loved that. They were able to talk to us. It was really us. We can go live on there. We can send videos and all this and charge people for it. Um, now what has happened is there's all these Instagram models and all these OnlyFans models. And the, the whole platform is so saturated with creators that we physically cannot keep up with the messages um, from the fans. It's just grown into such a common platform. There's so many people on it. So there's, which my experience, and this is my experience and my opinion only, so do not come for me. Um, The agencies that I have been with, I've been with three different ones. So this is not pertaining to any particular agency either. This is just about these three are ran male dominated dominated um agencies um which means the agencies that i either know about or have worked with personally have been male owned and male ran and what these men have done which honestly kudos to them those that actually do it correctly and don't fuck over the creators i'm here for it um i just haven't met one yet so anyways um so the men have created these agencies to have the models come in under their company. And supposedly like a lot of the agencies will say that they promote you on their socials and help you get fans. Um, and they'll shout you out on other bigger girls platforms. Cause OnlyFans doesn't have an algorithm. You literally have to build it strictly off of your own socials. So it's really hard if you don't have a big following to be successful in OnlyFans. Yeah. So with that being said, um, these agencies will, you know, throw out there and say that they'll promote you on their big social media followings. Um, and then they will run your only fans. So you have a shared folder, whether it's a Google drive or on your iPhone or whatever it is, and you upload all your content into this folder, but they are on your only fans. They do the posting, they do the chatting, they are, they do everything. So all the creator is now responsible for is just creating content and posting on their socials. But the agency itself will promote you on their socials and do all your chatting and make you money. And then they take a percentage anywhere from 20 to 40%. There's even some that I've seen that are 50% 
depending on, you know, what exactly they supposedly offer the creator. So these agencies are taking advantage of these creators in the majority of them completely making the girls robotic. They, they, it's not personable anymore on a lot of the only fans pages. Um, honestly, I'd say eight times out of 10, the creators are not running their own accounts whatsoever. And I've been guilty of it. I've signed with agency. I've, I've worked with them. It never works out. I am officially done with trying agencies. I do need help. I need, you know, more hands on deck to be able to answer my messages and all of that. But I'm trying to just, you know, help my, my fans understand I'm just one person. And if you really want this from me and not a man running my account, then you have to be patient and know that. So I've, I've just had to kind of, you know, train my fans to know, like, if you want the genuine connection with me and me to run my page, there's a, you know, a time frame that customs will come back to you. And they're actually really, I have some of the loyal, like loyalist fans, I think, out of anybody. And it's because I am upfront with them. And I tell them legit, like when I had this one agency completely ruin my fucking page, I went through and I messaged them. And I was like, listen, I'm so sorry. I thought that getting help was going to be a good thing for me. It ended up bombing. And I'm so sorry that you got all these automated messages and here's a free subscription. Come back. Let me show you that this is me. You know, I try to do voice messages as much as I can. So they know that they're actually talking to me and not another person on my account, whether it's male or female, it's just usually males. Um, but then alongside that, um, I mean, it's a brilliant idea if they could just make it a little bit more authentic. And I, I, I don't know, I think it's kind of a, a cheating with the creators now, even though I understand it because I am a creator, you know? Yeah. Well, I get I, it, but it's also false. It's literally lying to your fans. So it's like, fuck, how do you how do you create something that works for both sides? But now the, the agencies have now taken this content. There was one agency that just got blasted by one of my friends. Um, they take that content, and because somewhere in their contract, um, they said that you know they owned the content during that time period. So they're actually able somehow to take that content and sell it on other platforms without the creator's knowledge and use it for, you know, benefit, you know, um, monetary gain, monetary gain for their company. Yeah. And the, the creator's not even with them anymore. Yeah. Uh, so it's just really fucked up. The whole thing is just, it's getting way too messy and it's really hurting the only fans creators like me and Sarah Blake and Mayara. And a lot of us who personally run our accounts, and are trying to keep it real and genuine, it's making it harder for us because those other girls respond so much faster and, you know, all of this, but it's not fucking them. So it's just, you win I, some, you lose some. Yeah. Uh, I would never advise a woman that's in your industry to sign any deal with a man that would be running it. Uh, yep. I just, Huge mistake on my part. <laughs> well, it just doesn't make sense for a man to be mm -hmm. telling you what to do when it comes to that. First off, I've I've been around enough of the women with the OnlyFans stuff or just done like the Instagram modeling or whatever. I think that every dude is a fucking creep that wants to get involved anyway. I've yep. there's there's one girl, there's one girl that I was, I guess you could say dating scene or whatever the fuck she, what you want to call it <laughs> and uh anyway i almost snatched a photographer like fucking oh. i'm talking about i thought i was fixing to fuck this dude up for and like 
By the way, I say this all the time to y'all. Gays, I fucking love you. You know I love you, so don't take this the wrong way. Y'all are my fucking peeps. This dude acted like he was kind of gay in the messages to start off with to make her feel comfortable about doing a photo shoot. That's like he, sick. Like you could tell, like he, like just the way he was texting. Yeah. And it, like just trying to make her feel comfortable. And you could tell, but then he didn't know that I was going to end up showing up. Yep. And then like you could, like she texts me, like, hey, just go ahead and come on over here. He's creepy as fuck. So I get there and like you get to, like I just kind of stood outside for a second just to hear some of the shit he was like saying or whatever. I fucking snatched his goddamn can. He's lucky. I, I don't like, I guess, and I, I think it was either you or Sarah. I can't remember who I told this to on the phone, but my outlook on women changed and has changed so much in the past couple of years because of my daughter. Mm-hmm. And it's changed because I've seen now the way that men do treat women that, that's why I try my best. Look, I'm a flirty motherfucker. But one thing that you will never, ever hear about me is crossing the line. Like, right. I, I, like, I will talk shit to your face, but the second it's, if you feel uncomfortable, I like for somebody to tell me. And I have not had anybody do it yet. I usually back myself to fuck off if I think. Other night at a bar, literally, one of my friends, some dude grabbed her ass and I fucking threw him against the wall. And some random girls that were younger came up, bought me a drink, and said, thank you. And it was very weird because it's like, nobody does that anymore. No, like, they really no, don't. Yeah, and it was like, I, I feel bad for women now. Because yeah. I'm so used to my buddies not being that way. I'm so used to the men that I hang around with taking up for women. And I'm so used to me, net, like, none of my friends have ever been creepy towards women. And yeah. like, and like now in the world that I live in and the people I'm around, I even tell every one of the female artists or the women that I have on this show. Hey, if you got a boyfriend, if you got a husband, if I invite you to something, to a show, bring them with you. I, mm-hmm. if I invite you to something, I don't have to ever say, Hey, bring him. They even like fucking Thor when you come to the thing and fuck it in March in Nashville when we do this group show. Feel free to bring him. I don't care. I, I don't. I don't ever want somebody to feel like, hey, there's ulterior motives why somebody's inviting me or why I'm inviting Absolutely. somebody. It's so like, it's so fucked up. I would never. I would never want a woman in y'all's industry to fucking ever take advice from a man. Yeah, I would but never photographers are honestly. Some of the worst too that take advantage I, alongside the agencies, but the photographers. I don't know if you saw where I blasted one literally just a couple of weeks ago, but there's so many inappropriate photographers. Actually, the reason or how I got into Playboy, like the whole Playboy shit, honestly, I hate it. Um, it's not how it used to be, like when Pam Anderson was asked to be in Playboy and got paid, or any of the Playboy USA models who are in there. That is real Playboy. Yeah. That those are playmates that is an accomplishment. And and I'm, I'm and I'm one of these girls that I'm about to, you know, blast, so it is what it is. But anybody who's in any other Playboy from other countries, they have franchise. They are not Playboy owned. There's one guy that owns the majority of them, which I won't blast names or anything, but he owns the majority of these Playboy magazines brands and they are still printed. Um, and yes, you can be on the cover, but you are not chosen for that. Yeah. The Playboy brand still does not allow you to have tattoos. 
So a lot of these girls, you know, cover their tattoos to be in it. Um, they do of course, accept now other, you know, hair colors and all that than the blonde blue eyed, you know, whatever, but you have to pay to be in those. You, that's not something that you earned. That's not oh. something you were chosen for. That's something that you paid to be in. And I mean, like I said, I'm one of these bitches. It's literally just for bragging rights to those who are not in the industry and don't know any better. It's literally all it is. But these photographers will take advantage of the women. I am a prime example of this. Um, and, and flaunt, I can get you into Playboy or I can get you an FHM or I can get you in Maxim. And they get you, um, you know, this, you know, they tell you you're, you're going to be on the cover and blah, 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 and come shoot with them. And then like my exact situation, I went to this photo shoot. He flew all the way from, um, I believe he, he lived in Arizona, but he flew all the way to Nashville for this photo shoot. And I just thought it was the greatest thing ever. He actually flew all the way here just for me for this photo shoot. I felt, I mean, he made me feel like I was on top of the world and we were doing this Playboy cover and blah, blah, blah. And I, of course, didn't know the information that I know now. I was still kind of newer in the industry. So I went to the photo shoot and I mistakenly did not bring anybody with me. Definitely learned that lesson. Um, I didn't ask enough questions. I definitely, you know, was very naive in this situation. Um, but I, he was very inappropriate during the photo shoot. There were several instances that I was, you know, asked to do things that I wasn't comfortable with. And I was like, no, I don't, you know, really do that. I don't want that, you know. And then he started trying to grab me. And I was like, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm going. I got really uncomfortable. I got the phone and, you know, got the concierge dude to come up and help me with my bags immediately. And I left sobbing and shaking. And like, I was just like, what the fuck did I just, what, what did I just put myself into all for a fucking Playboy cover? Like, are you kidding me? And so then after that, like I blocked him on a bunch of things. He ended up reaching out by something, something else. And he was like, um, if you still want this Playboy cover, then we're going to have to finish shooting. We didn't get enough photos. And I was like, no, I don't want anything to do with you. I swear. Like I told him that I was going to tell everybody what happened and what he was trying to do to me. Um, and the reason he ended up, he went ahead and paid for the cover was to keep me quiet. And I don't fucking care anymore. He's a scumbag. He's still shooting with a lot of my model friends and it makes me sick. Um, Universal 13 Studios. I you, literally zero fucks about blasting him because I have all the proof of it. Well, what's the but name it's of just it? like Universal 13 Studios is his Instagram. Luis Gomez. He's a piece of shit. Fuck he actually has Universal 13 Studios and was it Lee Gomez? Luis. Luis There's Gomez. Several women now come forward about that's how they got put in Playboy as well, was him to keep them quiet. And that just I I hate it. That's why I don't really like I don't really like posting my Playboy. I don't really like talking about it because I feel like yeah. that was just like a pity, like hush gift for me. And that's why this year, like, yes, I am actually still going to pay for a fucking cover. Um, usually I have the photographers um pay for it because they know that it's guaranteed because I'm already accepted in three of them. But it's just like those are going to be the ones that I'm actually going to be proud of and that I actually worked hard for and that I wasn't thrown in a situation that I was naive and stupid in for sure. Um, but these photographers take advantage of these fucking girls who are young and don't understand the industry because now that I know that I can do it on my own and I don't have to go with the photographer who can get me in a magazine, I can do it my fucking self. 
then I don't have to put up with anybody disrespecting me or manipulating me to do anything with them or, you know, be scared during a photo shoot. But I just hope that all the young girls out there know that if you are in this industry and you're trying to make it big or get a cover or anything, you don't need a fucking photographer. You need Sarah Blake. Sarah Blake is my number one fucking badass bitch. I love her to death. She's helped me so much. All of my publications are thanks to her. She is a real legit company who can get you published. Um, And you're not, you're not chosen or earned, unfortunately, for these fucking covers. They're great publicity and marketing. And to put that beside your name that you've been publishing those is great, but you, you have to pay to be in those. They're, they're not the same as Pam Anderson, unfortunately. But yeah, it's a really, really shitty situation. (laughs) Well, fuck that guy. Um, Yeah. And I, I'm one of those. I'm not like, you would have some shows that would like probably edit that shit out. I, I oh. would, I wish we said it 15 more fucking times. Uh, cause I, I'm one of those. I would like to slap the fuck out of dude. Oh, I, I tagged him and everything back then. As soon as my cover dropped, I was like, um, don't ever work with him. He's a scumbag. And like, I literally just saw like three of my friends in Mexico with him and his crew. And honestly, it makes me wonder, like, are these girls actually doing what I was so scared and ran from? And that's how they're getting all of these things, which I'm sure it's happening. I'm not naive in the industry knowing that someone's not sucking a dick for a cover, but yeah. it just blows my mind. Some of these girls, I'm just like, you're like, you don't have to do that. Like you well, can still get these accomplishments without falling victim to these disgusting men. What's sad is it's, it's every profession though. Have you seen the movie? Yeah, Bomb- true. Have you seen the movie bombshell? I have not. I'm going to have to I, watch it. You have to watch it. Um, I'm, Yes, Bombshell it came out in 2019, and it's about Fox News, and it's got uh, it's got Charlie Stair and Nicole Kidman and Margot Robbie in it. Uh, my fucking it, three favorite. Oh my I, god, it's fucking amazing. But it's literally how the people who ran Fox News, like the guy, would like he was he was a fucking scumbag. Like oh, and, and he and like if you wanted to be the main woman there. Like he, you would have to do some shit and the yeah. same, the same thing with the Harvey Weinstein fucker out of Hollywood, like yeah. the, all that shit. Like it's, it's been time and time again. The unfortunate thing about industry y'all are in, I think these guys are such fucking slime balls. They're fucking just pieces of shit. They think that, that you're already fucking naked or you're almost naked or right. whatever. Like it's, it's, yep. it's, it's, it's easy pickings. Yep. Like you're already Absolutely. in a vulnerable, you're already in a vulnerable situation. So whatever. Yep. Like fuck them. And they think that because we have an OnlyFans that we're just open to, you know, that we are um escorts or whatever. And just yeah. because we have an OnlyFans does not mean that. And you know, the girls who are escorts are good for you. Awesome. I'm not bashing anyone's career yeah. whatsoever, but like don't like the photographers that just assume and think that that's okay. Trust me, I've blasted every single fucking one of them. I do not care. Yeah. You cannot come for me for anything because all my shit is facts. So, well, well the more you try do to the, shut me down, <laughs> the, the way I look at it, the more that people like you put people like them out there and expose them, the safer that somebody else ends up being. The more, exactly. Yeah. Like, even if they just second guess working with somebody like that, yep. And the safer somebody is, I mean, you can save Absolutely. somebody's fucking life. Yeah. That's honestly why I feel like I don't really like fit in with the, you know, elite, you know, models or whatever up at the, you know, top is because I am so open about it and I don't take shit from anybody. If I'm uncomfortable, 
ever since that situation, it kind of just like flipped a switch. And I was like, damn, I'm really in a scary industry where I literally almost completely got raped in a fucking hotel in Nashville. And I thank God didn't, but that is the reality of this. And I'm not going to stay quiet about it. And I'm not going to do that just to get to the top either. Yeah. And I'm not saying that every, every model at the top is doing that whatsoever, yeah. but I just feel like that's, I'm a little bit more vocal than a lot of these models literally only post their model photos. They only post, you know, what looks good on the internet. And I'm a little bit more open in my personality and I don't know, I'm just a lot more vocal. And I hope that with that being said, that the models who are new in the industry can learn and that I'm sharing good information for them to watch their back and to be, have their eyes peeled open at all times. Cause you have no, you have no idea what the intentions of these fucking creeps are or if they're legit or not. You're a fucking badass dude. I like you even more. Oh, thanks. you, uh, you didn't have, I know we kind of got off way off track, but you didn't have a very yeah. good marriage. I did not know <laughs> that no. did. It did. I know we, we had kind of talked about on the phone the other day. Did the shit you went through in your marriage kind of make you the way you are now about being that yeah. way to where you, you don't want anybody else to kind of have to go through the shit you've been through. Yeah, pretty much. Um, there's tell been them, some kind of tell them about like, uh, your marriage and everything and the shit you had to go through. Yeah, absolutely. It was actually, um, a relationship be right before my marriage. He was a lot older than I was. I was still pretty innocent and young. Um, I had already had my daughter at that time. Um, and he, I ended up running off in Loveland, thinking that he was the one out all the way to California for a few months, which I have family out there. So it wasn't like super, that scary to me. Um, but I, I went out there, um, ended up in a horrible situation. He became very physically abusive. It's almost like he took this mask off that he had been hiding under in Nashville for months. Um, and as soon as we got to California, it was like, oh, this is who I really am. And I was like, oh my gosh. So that was really bad. Um, I have never had somebody put their hands on me the way that he did. Um, really fucked me up for a while, but I ended up escaping that and coming back to Nashville and had mutual friends with, um, my ex-husband and he was very quiet. Um, honestly, doesn't really have that much of a personality if I'm being honest. <laughs> and he was just everything that my abusive ex wasn't. So I was like, Oh, okay. I just need someone calm and quiet. And that, you know, just sat there. I don't know. It was very stupid. I literally hate that I ever married him, but anyway, <laughs> so we ended up getting married and we planned my son, which back in the day, I never wanted kids and never wanted to get married. So I'm not sure how that even like happened. But anyway, so whenever we got married, um, had my son immediately, I think I just said my son's name, which I guess we don't you have did. to edit that out, but whoops. Anyways. I don't think um, you did. I don't think you did. Okay, good. Maybe I didn't. Um, anyways, so had him, had this little life and it just literally, we were just not in love. We weren't at all. He cheated on me all the time, but it was honestly because we did not have any sort of emotional connection whatsoever. It was both sides. Honestly, I never cheated, but I was not. I didn't give him attention or anything either because I didn't like him. So anyways, um, long story short, um, I knew that something wasn't right. <laughs> so I ended up, um, literally like a week after my son was born, I'm going to radio shack. And I was like, I am getting 
um, a recorder. I need, um, sorry, my computers. Can you see me? You're good. You're good. Okay. My screen went black on my phone. So I went to Radio Shack and got a recorder. I, and I said, listen, I need something that's only going to pick up sound when there's noise. I don't want it to record dead air. And they're like, okay. So I, I duct taped this bitch at the bottom of his seat of his truck. <laughs> Damn. Because, I mean, he was working a lot of overtime and I was paying all the bills. And I'm like, where's this money at? You know, like all this overtime you're working. And I was out of work then. So I had like my maternity or whatever. It was an earbud. Um, I had my maternity um, pay. But like, I, I was still like struggling. And if he had all this, you know, overtime, then I needed to know where the fuck the money was. So put it in there, <laughs> left it in there for two days while he was supposedly working. Come to find out one of my best friends that I lived with when I was, you know, right before him, like we lived together for years. Everyone thought we were twins in my hometown. Like her and I were really close. She'll plan my baby shower, everything like very close fucking friend. They had been having an affair for months. Uh, and he was on the fucking recording planning being a single dad and like all this shit i'm like dude what so immediately of course i was supposed to be going home but i did not um or i was supposed to be going to church and i went home instead and packed up all of his stuff and put it on the front porch i was very calm and he like woke up because he heard all of the commotion he was like what are you doing i was like nothing what are you doing and he was like, no, what are you doing with my shit? And I'm like, well, you don't want to be here. So you don't have to be surprised. Like I found out everything, which he never knew that that's how I found out until we went to court and I played the audio tape for the judge, but I want everything. Um, so that ended up good in my favor. But yeah, after that, I was just like, you know, I'm just tired of people taking advantage of me and my kindness. And that's where I kind of got a little bit of a backbone finally, because I had never really done that. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. I got, I got some, sh- I just know how to pick them. Let me tell you then yeah. I, now it's great, but there for a few years, it was a show. show. <laughs> if you can get cheated on, I am fucked. It's funny because I've been cheated on in every relationship. So I don't really understand. And I think it's just because like, like I, my ex-husband, we actually talked about a year after our divorce because I mean, we were still friends because we have a kid. So we had to, but I just asked him, I said, for my own peace of mind and, you know, stuff like, can you just tell me like, why, like what I know that like, we weren't like in a good spot emotionally or whatever, cause we weren't in love, but like, why not just tell me like we should get a divorce. And his exact words were that I trusted him too much. I never went through his phone. I never questioned him. And so it was easy for him to get attention elsewhere. And I'm just like, really? That's, that's your excuse. I'm too trusting. And like, even now my relationship now, like I've never gone through phones. I've never, yes, I put the recording in his truck, but I was married and had a baby and I knew something was wrong, (laughs) but like any other time, like, I just don't, I don't like doing that. Like why, if I have to stress myself out and I have to go through your shit, that is my number one sign that obviously we need to have a conversation. And if I still feel uneasy, then it's not going to work. You should make me feel comfortable to where I don't ever have to question you. So if you're not doing that, then we are not meant to be together. Uh, Two things. That's the worst fucking excuse to cheat on somebody ever. (laughs) I agree. That's, that's, that's just fucking stupid. Uh, 
and goddamn, I I just look at you and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, I just <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense. The other thing is you don't know this is 80% of the listeners on this show are women. Like top one percent show in the world out of four fucking million. 80% of the people listening to the show is women. You don't know how many women just went and bought fucking recorders that only pick up <laughs> when people are talking and are taping that shit under their old man's seat. It right binds now. everything. You blew that Bluetooth phone goes through their speakers. You hear it all. Oh boy. Dude, you are <laughs> better fucking act right. Oh yeah. Oh shit. You just Yeah, it was literally like calls. 20 bucks, too. It was so cheap. You just cause fucking some divorces. Uh which they oh, shouldn't be cheating. Well, if, shouldn't be cheating. Yep, you should be cheating. Shouldn't be doing dumb shit, fellas. I um, needed, the only reason I did that is because I needed proof for court. Otherwise, I wouldn't have given a shit. But I needed a reason to divorce that was not my fault. <laughs> and I got it. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck so, can somebody say you were too trusting? Yeah, that was his excuse. I was just too trusting. I'm like, well, that's weird, but okay. But I mean, it just, we weren't good. We were not meant to be together whatsoever. We both knew that. Well, you know, that would have been a better excuse, though. All right. That yeah. Been, just say that. It's like, look, I'm not happy. I don't, I've never yeah, got that. Just I've tell ne- me. I've never got that. I've never got that. I have, when I, when I was younger, I'm not going, I'm not a complete fucking liar. Uh, my child's mother, who's a fucking saint. She is just a, she's a wonderful, wonderful person. When I was a young man in my early twenties, I was not very good. Uh, but I was a fucking kid, you know, I'm not that person now. And, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't very good to her before our daughter was born, but after Gracie was born way better of a person. Um, but once I realized like we were not going to work out, we went our separate ways and that's the, that's why it's been for a very long time. And uh, ever since then, though, like I've dated some fucking prizes, like some fucking just <laughs> fucking prizes. And uh, I just have not, I don't understand. Like, if you don't want to be with somebody, just fucking say so. Don't cheat. Yes, it's, it's I not, agree. It's not that fucking hard. I can deal with you saying there's not a connection there. That's yep. why, that's why I do not casually date. I catch shit for this almost every other fucking day of my life when i'm having a conversation or getting to know a woman and it's why it's so hard for me to fucking date is because i do not believe in casually dating now i do i obviously want to still have a good time sleep around or just have one person that i'm sleeping with or getting to know absolutely i'm a fucking 35 year old single man but like i don't want to invest my time with somebody if it's not going to lead to something, I had somebody a very long time ago tell me, if you don't see yourself marrying that person, don't date them. Yeah. And it, it makes the most sense. You're literally blocking each other's blessings. You're blocking yeah. each other's future. Like I can sit here and I can be friends with you, whether we hook up or not, whether we're just friends or not. But if I don't see it going to be something special, then why even try to make it into something that's going to cause heartbreak or it's going to cause us to hate each other in the long run. Exactly. Like, why not just be fucking it's not worth the drama. Yeah. Yeah. Why? yeah. And you'd be surprised. Some, the majority of women are like, ah, ah you just, you're a player. Are you, you know, you just, you know, it's whatever. And it's like, no, it's just, I don't want to settle. I've gone 30, yeah, exactly. I've gone 35 years and haven't got married for that exact reason. Like I know, no. I know what I want. Yeah. Um, so when I, I don't think it, I ever will again, really? <laughs> yeah. I just, I like me and my boyfriend now, like we're both kind of on the same page with that. Like 
what is a piece of paper going to change in our relationship when we have a very healthy relationship? I mean, for me, I know for sure, like I've never had a relationship that has not been toxic that we don't, you know, like we communicate so well. I've never had that. Like, it's just like, why change it when it's working the way it is right now? So I don't think I'll ever get married again. I don't know. We'll see. That's probably the best way to be though, is just let shit happen. If you want, if you want something too bad, when you get it, it's bound to be a disappointment. Exactly. So uh, after all of that, how did you actually get involved into the OnlyFans? I'm guessing it was during COVID, but what did you do before that? Yeah, so actually I was a branch manager at a bank um, for 12 years. Well, I started as a part-time teller when I was 18. Actually, I think I was, I did a like little program before I was 18, like a six month. I don't remember what it's called, but anyways, I was in banking, started from the bottom Started from the bottom. No, you. I was just um, about to fucking say it. <laughs> I I it, started- it was coming out of my fucking mouth the second you said it. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. So, started as a little teller, and then kept growing my way up. Ended up um, the Middle Tennessee Business um, Bank or a bank a business banker. Sorry, I was like, what the fuck was I called? Anyways, um, so I would actually go around to different businesses and try to get them on the Wells Fargo at work program. And it was really cool. Um, And then I went back into the branches and became a branch manager for a few years. And like banking, I thought was going to be what I was going to retire from. I fucking loved it. I still like, I literally just told my boyfriend this the other day, like sometimes I think about like, what if I would have just stayed in banking or if I went back to banking and just had like a nine to five, like if that was even like a possibility for me anymore, I don't know, just, just out of curiosity, but banking was my life. That was the only, I, I didn't, I didn't know anything else and I loved it. So anyways, but in 2017, um, banking was going it started going way online. They were getting rid of a bunch of jobs. They were making like inside branches now where you just go into like a tell an automated teller system and a lot of the branches, at least here, and you, they're pushing everyone more online um, mm-hmm. and automated. I mean, they're getting robots for people's jobs now. It just is what the world is going to. So when that started happening, I was like, okay, my job is about to be eliminated I need to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do. And I was like, okay, what's something that's never going to go away? Like that's always going to be innovative and changing with the, the way times are changing. And I was like, it, it stays up with the, you know, the world and the electronic technical shit, like all of that. Anyways, I started working for a it company um, when that epiphany happened in 2017 and i have been there i'm still there technically now um and so in 2020 my commission of course was plummeting um not only because of covid but also because i had government accounts so all of their budgets were froze at the time so i had no commission and we were on a um 60 40 split so that was like a big part of my paycheck And being a single mom, I was like, okay, what the hell am I going to do without commission? So I was kind of stressed out. And I had seen my friend, Kindly Myers. I've known her since I was like 18. 
um, met her when we were both working at Buckwild downtown Nashville years and years ago. But I've seen, I've, I watched kindly all these years, um, kind of build her fucking empire on social media. And she had an OnlyFans for years. And, you know, I, I've, just, I've always looked up to kindly because I feel like she's really kept her Southern roots, you know, and she's always been really authentic. So um, watching her grow and I was like, okay, maybe OnlyFans is in my future, but you know, we'll see. Cause I was still pretty like innocent with my presence online. I don't even think I had an Instagram or yeah, I had an Instagram for like a year before that, but it was like all my kids and stuff like yeah. that. Like it was nothing like it is now. So anyway, so 2020, um, was struggling. I had a roommate move in, um, a gay best friend at the time in Jan- in uh, February of that year because he lost his job. He was a bartender. And so I was like, yeah, you can totally move in, help me with bills too, blah, blah, blah. So fast forward. Um, and there was, you know, some disagreements between him and I, and I was moving into a smaller apartment to save money. And I told him that he was not able to move in with me. And because of our personal issues we had prior and that situation coming at hand um, caused him to be angry with me, um, which was his own prerogative. I literally did nothing but tell him he couldn't live in with me. But anyways, so when that happened, while he lived with me, um, he had actually taken some photos of me getting in the shower one morning. So I looked like a dead troll, ran over possum, whatever you want to say. Yeah, I doubt you look like looked a dead terrible. troll. Oh, yeah, the photos yeah, are yeah, definitely yeah. terrible. Yeah, I doubt that highly. <laughs> so um, he had snapped these photos. And at the time, I was like, oh, my God, Brayden, like, fucking delete that. And he was laughing and whatever. And I just figured he probably deleted them. Well, when he got mad at me, he decided to start posting these photos on Snapchat and Instagram. And literally like I wanted to delete my entire life. I was not okay. I was horrified. It was probably one of the worst things that I've ever had happen to me. And I probably, you know, sulked and had a pity party for myself for about a week or two. Um, didn't delete my social media. I just, I don't know. I woke up one day and I was like, I'm going to the fucking police. Like this is wrong for somebody to make me feel like this and to exploit my fucking nudes that I didn't even, I didn't even take myself or allow. Like, so I went to the police and I filed a report felony charges against him, which are actually still technically pending because in the County, they will not go to another County to arrest him because it's not um, harmful. So unless he's really? in the County that I filed. Yeah. Unless he's in the county that I filed, he'll never fucking get arrested for it. Damn, so, that's that shitty. Yeah, <laughs> really stupid. But anyways, um, so until they change that, then he's whatever. But anyways, so with that being said, I went and filed the report, all of that good stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm starting my OnlyFans. Everyone's already seen me fucking naked now. And they've seen the worst parts of me. Like that was pre-boob job. So I had, you know, my mom boobs that I just nursed my two kids. You know, like I literally, they looked like mouse heads. I'm bent over. Like I, they, the, the photos are literally horrific. They're, they're terrible, they're terrible horrific. angles, Whatever. terrible everything. I'm sure they're out there still somewhere. Who knows? But anyways, and I was like, no, I'm going to take the good nudes and I'm going to fucking sell them. 
So that's what I did. Of course, I wasn't nude for a year and a half, like I said earlier, um, but I did implied nudity and started make I made like twelve thousand in my first week, and it was great. I was like, all right, you made twelve thousand dollars in your first fucking week. Yeah, I would. Have I was put, like, this is what I was supposed to be doing this whole time. I would have put. <laughs> Every inch of my butthole on the internet for the rest of eternity. If I made twelve thousand dollars in a week, yeah, it's just up from there. Oh my so. God, no wonder. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, that was definitely the most money I'd ever seen in my life. Like, well, I can't say in my life because my IT job, my commission checks are pretty big, but I had to like work my ass off for that. You know, this I yeah. didn't really have to do much. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, that was really easy. So now, of course, like I said, with this, the industry so saturated and stuff, there's definitely a lot more to it than the hype of me starting at that. If everyone was yeah. in shock, um, that was definitely the most that I've made in a week for sure. But it's been, it's been great ever since. I love it. I love helping coaching, like help coaching the girls that don't know what they're doing on there, like make money. And I don't know. I just have a passion for it now and I'm excited. I get to use that money um, in my platform that I've built to build businesses. And so you're, I love so, it. so you're smart with it. That's why I like yes. you and I like Sarah and I like my buddy Paige Bauer. I don't know if you know Paige or not. Um, I think so. She has same thing as y'all. She's like built her dream home now uh, in Alabama. Like she's started businesses with it and everything like if you take what the opportunity of OnlyFans and you turn it in to something else, it's the same way with if you get big on TikTok or Instagram or whatever and you use it as a stepping stone to something else. Like you use the opportunities given to you. And that, 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 that's fucking smart. You're just taking advantage of a situation. You guys are Absolutely. fucking just, it's what people in industry have been doing since the fucking beginning of time. There's nothing right. fucking, there's nothing wrong with it at all. I, I fucking yeah. love when somebody's smart about it. There's been people that I know that have been in this studio that are fucking morons about it. Like that have made shit tons of money about and just blew it. That, oh, wow. yeah, that, wow. that, that have nothing to fucking show for it. And then you have yeah. people that are extremely fucking smart about it. And like you guys are just, you know, it's really cool. Um, one thing that you said, and I want to kind of end on this, uh, I, I saw you post about it yesterday, I think is like, and I, I might be sticking my fucking foot in my mouth, but I'm like 99% sure it's you, uh, you were talking about more like the natural look that was mm -hmm. you yesterday, right? Oh, yes. Okay. I want you to know, fucking love that. <laughs> uh, Thank you. No hate to anybody who has the work done. Oh yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. No, but... no, no, no. I love that is my shit. I give, and I hate giving people shit to get their lips done and, and everything else and all that extra stuff. I love the natural look. Yeah. I, I definitely it. pride myself on it. I've, I had, um, I have so many people that message me and like yesterday it was just, or I guess it was two days ago. Um, I received another message like saying something about a BB. I can't remember what it was, but something about how I had a BBL and it looked terrible and um, blah, blah, blah. And even my friend who I shot with on Monday, she even was like, so you gotta be honest. Have you actually had a BBL? And I'm like, you guys, my, for one, my body does not look like I had a BBL. Yeah. And I literally like, I, and not no shame. Some of them look great or whatever, mm -hmm. 
but like for one, I'm not in shape at all. I could definitely use the gym every single day and I'm getting there, but I'm just so tired of everyone just expecting or assuming that just because someone is thin or has an okay body that it was work done. Like, no, can we go back to, you know, what life was a few years ago where people actually worked for their body or honestly, it's not even me working for my fucking body for being honest. It's my genetics. I just look the way I do because of my genes. I'm very blessed and lucky. Now my tatas, of course I bought and I'm very happy. I earned these after nursing two children for over a year each. (laughs) I deserved these. Um, But I just, I don't know. That just really irritates me. And I don't like the fact that there are women out there that get work done and then try to act like it's built in the gym. Don't set unrealistic expectation. These women are already comparing themselves to you as it is every single day. And the average woman does not fucking look like that without work done. So don't hide that you've had work done either. I love the women. Sarah is of course, another prime example of this. She's so fucking honest about anything she gets done. And it's because she wanted it done. Not because any of us say she looked great beforehand or whatever. She gets it done because she wants to, and she's going to be honest about it. Yeah. And she's still working her ass off to maintain it. And I love that she's open and honest about it. There's so many girls I could call out right now that literally get, they will have that question asked to them directly what work they've had done. They will say nothing when we know that they have 100%. And it's just frustrating. Don't do that to women. We already have a hard time as it is looking at ourselves in the mirror. Yeah. I like when you make your, I've always said like, it's, it's never up to a man. Like I try to stay away from it. I I don't want to ever make anybody feel bad about themselves or whatever. But like one thing that I'd try to do with Gracie is I try to tell her, Hey, look, I won't let her get her ears pierced yet. I don't let her wear makeup yet. I don't let her do anything yet. Cause I want her to feel beautiful the way that she is and have a self uh, sense of self-worth before she adds anything to her. And then right. like, later on in life, I mean, she's 11 now, but like, later on when she gets ready to add that stuff to her, like I want her to know you're beautiful before you're going to be just, you're, you're still going to be beautiful whether you put that shit on or not. And right. I, I think it's, it's cool if you want to add shit, but I think even without some of those things, like women, you, I want them to do it. I hate when I see women say that they did it for their man. Or whatever. Yeah, or I, that I, they can't do it because of their man. That yeah, also yeah, yeah. Like if both you wanna, sides. Yeah, if you want to do it, do it for yourself. If it makes you feel yeah. good, whatever. But like, uh, I only thing I ever get annoyed with is it's like when you go overboard with it. And I love the fact that when you posted the thing yesterday about there's, I don't like the idea of the perfection anyway. Yeah. And even Sarah said, and we I posted the video of her uh, on TikTok and all that shit about like we. Cause men do like the stretch marks. We like the woman that looks fucking natural. I don't, yep. I, I don't want to fuck with a goddamn Barbie doll. Like that's yeah. not, there's nothing about that, that that I like. I want you yeah. to look like a grown ass woman. Yeah. Uh, yeah Somebody I, literally messaged me. There was a photo I posted where my belly button was a little bit closer to the camera. And there actually, it may have been the one yesterday. But anyways, um, and they said, I can't believe you wouldn't edit that out because I have on my belly button. Um, a stretch mark actually from each kid and it makes like kind of a V above my belly button. Um, and I, I say that it's a V for victory because I carry two <laughs> children, I was to look at but it. I literally had somebody ask me why I wouldn't edit that out. And I'm like, get the fuck off my page. Cause I'm a real human who had two kids. Like was, was it that's a dude? my winning stripe. 
I can't remember. I'll have to, it was a message request because I was glancing through them. My messaging has been so messed up on Instagram, but I hate, um, uh, regardless who it was, it's probably just a fucking troll that looks like, yeah, it was. Line. Yeah. That's, I hate. I've been called some horrible shit, but yeah, that was an annoying comment. I, I was like, get off. I'm, I'm looking at several pictures of your fucking belly button. Whatever the fuck <laughs> they thought was wrong with it is. I, <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with your belly button? Uh, I don't know. They said that I should have. I don't. Let me see if I can find the photo. I don't know Jesus Christ! What the fuck's wrong with your belly button? Oh yeah, here it is. Here. Which it's one? on that photo. Photo I posted yesterday. The first the, picture. The one of you in the chair. No, the green or neon lingerie. The neon lingerie. Hold on. I uh, hold on. <laughs> The very I zoomed the, in. The I zoomed with, in on it. The one with you and Thor. <laughs> yeah, me and Thor. They looked at that and they that's yep. like, fuck yep. that person. <laughs> yep. First off, why the fuck would you even zoom in on that? Why? Uh, honestly, <laughs> what you know what's funny about the whole thing? Um I tell you, Thor's gonna be mad that I brought this up. But if you zoom in on his tattoo, Isaiah's felt wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't bother zooming in on that they zoomed in my belly button instead oh god uh, you, hey. he was like don't post that my tattoos is showing hey i'm like you, oh it's fine no one will notice you want to know something that's even fucking weirder uh, hold on hold on a second hold oh a second. god i'm not uh, ready la, la, la. isaiah forty one ten. No, you do not. Right. Oh my God, you guys are tattoo brothers. Yeah. Isaiah forty one ten. It said, "It said mine spelt right, Thor." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell him that is hilarious. Uh, oh my God, uh, that you, is great. You might have got her, but at least I can read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, well, anyway, oh. well, uh, well, darling, this was a fucking pleasure, and uh, I loved every second of it. I really hope y'all can come hang out March the fifteenth. Uh, yes, Nashville we're for us. sure be there. Well, cool. Um, I'm gonna put this out today. Uh, drop your. By the way, I don't know why the fuck I'm telling you that. Like, uh, they're not hearing it. Um, drop uh, <laughs> your social media links and everything one more time. And if you got anything else you want to say before we get off here, now would be time to do it. Awesome. Um, I don't really have anything else to say. I think I've blabbed enough, but my Instagram again is at T-A-W-N-N-I-I. And from there, you can pretty much find all my other links. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. It was a blast. Definitely have to be back. Uh, you can come back and do the show anytime you want to. Hey, by the way, <laughs> you said you said some girl's name on the show earlier that uh, y'all are friends with. And I think she added me yes. on, on, on TikTok or whatever. Maya or Mariah? Oh yeah, Mayara. Mayara. Why can't none of y'all have goddamn like normal <laughs> names? It's funny because it's actually our names. Like they're not like model names. I would hope not, because you know, <laughs> pick better ones. Um, yeah, bring her to Nashville. I didn't choose this life. Yeah, yeah, yeah br- I'll definitely. Br- she yeah, bring her to Nashville. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, she, she seemed like she'd be a good one to have on the show too. Oh, she is. Fucking, she's my little chaotic mess. I love her. Oh, she's uh, she's chaotic. Oh yes, but in the, the best ways. Yeah, she seems like hell. Like I just yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'll but, love her. Yeah, you you and Sarah keep posting me on y'all shit, so people like that keep adding me. I'll be <laughs> I'll be happy. I'll do whatever you want me to. 
<laughs> we got you. We're going to set you up with all the bunnies. Oh, uh, fuck yes. That sounds <laughs> like a good time to me. All right, darling. Well, thank each and every one of y'all for listening to the Josh Terry podcast. I will catch y'all next time.